Welcome back to Nice to Have a Friend. I'm Lauren. And I'm Allison. And today we are continuing our series on change by talking about times when our expectations have changed. So Lauren, what exactly do we mean when we say our expectations have changed? Well, Allison, I am glad you asked. I just quickly looked up the definition of expectation and it is, quote, a strong belief that something will happen or be the case in the future, or a belief that someone will hold or should achieve something. We both have talked numerous times about how our expectations vary greatly from our reality in a multitude of situations. So today we're going to talk about a few of our expectations for college, our personal lives, and big life moments. All right, the first thing that Lauren and I thought, a lot of people probably have expectations about school or college or their expectations about that, or at least you go in thinking one thing and then your life kind of changes along with it. And we're definitely gonna talk more about college in the future, but today Lauren and I had a couple of big expectations changed in college, and we thought we'd talk about those first. So for me, I know the first thing that changed for me were my expectations about where I would go to school. Did you? grow up thinking about where you would go to college, Lauren, or even if you would, because not everyone does go to college, but I know for me, where I went to school, pretty much everybody did, so it was kind of ingrained into us to think about where we wanted to go from, like, middle school. See, that's so interesting, because where I grew up, college is not the predominant route that people take. It's getting way more common, but just in the past, like, decade or maybe two decades have people actually predominantly went to college, but still like a large majority of our graduating class doesn't end up going to college, which is completely fine. But I somehow always grew up knowing I would go to college. I don't know if it was just my parents or just watching like movies and TV shows on ABC Family where the kids pack up and go to college once they turn 18. I knew that was going to be me, but I just never really thought about where I was going to go until like my sophomore year like end of my sophomore year I was kind of just like yeah I'm going to college but college was just this like mystical place where people go when they leave home and I've never (laughs) even thought about where it was actually going to be a mystical place of libraries and college parties and eating in the cafeteria and all that stuff I remember watching Gilmore Girls and I love the episode where this isn't really I don't think this is a spoiler but in like season three rory is trying to figure out where to go to school and she gets all these big admission packets from ivy league schools in the mail and i think early on in high school i was like that's gonna be me and i expected to go to a very intense academic college because my high school is very very intense and i don't talk about that a lot but college to me I can confidently say was easy the whole time. I only had one class that I actually kind of struggled in. It was honor Spanish my freshman year because I hadn't taken Spanish in three years, but that was the only one that I was a little. Wait, should you give some background on where you went to high school, Allison? Should I? Probably. I feel like that adds a lot of context to your expectations changing. Just like quickly summarize for the people. For the people. Okay. Well, I went to an all-girl high school in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and it was a college prep school. So our education was literally focused on making sure you knew how to study, making sure you knew how to take tests so that you could essentially go to a really good school and excel. So I have friends that went to Ivy League schools, friends that went 
to honors programs at different colleges across the country. I came into Tennessee as an honors student. Um, I ended up dropping it halfway through because I just didn't feel like doing half of the requirements. I was being kind of lazy because <laughs> you, you started, did you finish in honors? Uh, yeah, I graduated with honors. See, I'm friends with such a smarty. She finished in honors and I didn't, but I, I don't know, after being in that environment for so long, I'm so grateful for it because it really prepared me for college. I will say confidently that none of my classes at Tennessee were too difficult for me. I mean, there were a couple I struggled in. The only ones that I can think of that were difficult were honor Spanish my freshman year. And then senior year, this last semester, I had a finance class. And Lauren can test this. The class oh itself was not hard. That but the class. guy who taught it made me want to hit my head against a brick wall. It was so bad. It was like making your ears bleed for <laughs> three hours a week. I never skipped class. And I'm telling you, I skipped that class one time like three weeks in a row because I could not listen to him talk. But I ended up with good grades. So it was fine. But I was very prepared for college and I'm very grateful that I came to Tennessee because Tennessee can be academically rigorous and I mean you can do anything at any school to push yourself and excel but I was just ready to perform well but if I had gone to a school that I thought that I wanted to go to I think I would have I don't know I would have been burnt out very very fast because how yeah, because you apply to like Clemson and yeah I when I was applying to schools I didn't even apply to any of the schools that I thought that I would when I was younger like I remember thinking I want to go to Columbia and then by the time I was a junior and I was like I don't want to go to any of these places I'm already working then you my realize butt Columbia off. is literally like 10 hours away yeah and you're like wait I'm not ready for that that too I know I did apply to one school in New York it was Ithaca College they have like a film program that is not film school that you could apply for when I was interested in maybe trying to do film school but I didn't I didn't go there although Disney's CEO graduated from there and I didn't know that that actually would have been cool maybe he would have spoken at our non-existent commencement <laughs> that actually yeah. would have been kind of funny but I think that was my biggest expectation change was what I thought I wanted in a school because I used to think that prestige and all that was the most important thing and there's nothing wrong with prestigious schools but there's also nothing wrong with an SEC school there's nothing wrong with the school that I don't know, people may consider to be more of like a party school or not as elite. But honestly, I had a great education at Tennessee and I didn't feel like I was being buried underneath the weight of work because that was what my high school yeah. was. I literally had like three to four hours of homework on most nights and had to take time off on the weekends to get things done. Like I didn't have a big social life half the time because I was so busy and doing all these things to get myself ready to go to this prestigious school. And when I finally clicked that I didn't want that, I felt so much freer and I'm so happy. But like my top two schools were Tennessee and Clemson, both of which have great tracks and good academics if you really want to go down that route and then good programs that I cared about. But I wasn't buried underneath this weight of all these expectations that I had to get all this work done or that I had to, you know, intern at these seven places and follow this career path or I had to compete with every student I met because it would have felt like that because it was like that in high school sometimes. I think we also have to remember that both of us are in this kind of career path and major that isn't prevalent in a lot of other places mm -hmm. so like colleges without a communication school probably look at UT as a very prestigious I mean it's not like our program is like super crazy prestigious but I feel like places that don't have communications schools probably look at UT as a school of such great opportunity so I think it's really good to remember and one thing that's really good about the communications college at UT which we were both in is it's kind of this 
its own little island like within the college and one thing that I really struggled with expecting from college was to be like super involved like I was in high school because I was like our school we don't have like student government in my high school or anything but we did have like student body president and vice president and I was the student body vice president I was on yearbook club I was a cheerleader I was a school ambassador I mean I was just involved centrally in the high school like you were part of the fabric almost yeah I was like weaved into the fabric of the school and then I expected the same thing I expected UT to like form to me and me be UT and then when I got there I realized that the kind of work and the kind of like commitment that goes into the clubs that make up UT just wasn't realistic for me but I was able to find my own little niche community in the communications college and I kind of let myself be ingrained in just the communications college so that was like one expectation that I probably had that changed for the better because I think I liked being more involved in the communications college more than I would have liked being involved in like UT Knoxville generally. Do you ever look sense? back and think or maybe wish that you had done more? Because that's something I've been thinking about a lot since graduation because I was the same way. I was pretty involved my first two years. And then once I started working, I love my job so much that I pretty much just stuck with it and then... SAA, which for those of you who aren't really sure what that is, it's like an alumni group that connects with alums and current students. And so those were like the only two things that I did junior and senior year. But I I didn't mind that. But it was kind of like you. I did so much in high school that sometimes I wonder... Should I have done more in college or, you know, you I always got like self-reflective at the beginning or end of every school year. And I kind of got really hard on myself and thought, wow, I thought I was going to be on like the torchbearer track. And now I I'm did like, too. <laughs> I think every freshman like us from high school coming in is like, I'm going to get a torchbearer. It's going to be me. Which for and those then, of you who don't go to Tennessee or aren't in Tennessee the torchbearer at the University of Tennessee is this statue that pretty much is just the creed of the volunteer spirit which is one shadoweth oneself to give light to others and so it's this big award that goes to seniors and it's only like what seven eight people seven to eight people yeah that are considered like the best leaders at the school and usually they're people that are like uber involved because I mean Tennessee has like 30,000 people and even if you don't know these people you've probably seen them somewhere seen them or you know like what they're loosely involved in yeah so it's a very very prestigious thing so I think that speaks volumes about our personalities that we both wanted to try we both had this like (laughs) thought and I'm embarrassed to even admit it but like we both had this thought in our head that we were like oh that's gonna be me but it's like that's not meant for me and if I had tried to do that I think I would have lost so much of myself so I try to remind myself like when I would get in those moments of feeling like self-conscious that I was not super involved like people around me were I just remembered that I would have like literally struggled so much because I was already extremely Mm -hmm. extremely busy with extracurriculars and interning without being like a centralized involved figure in school would you agree I think you were pretty busy that's pretty similar to me and I think it goes back to when we talked about in our last episode if we consider ourselves extroverted or introverted when I was at high school because it was a small all-girl high school it was very easy to be a big fish in a small pond and so because I felt very known and understood because it was the same people every day for like seven years it was very easy to the introverted side of me was a little bit less 
needed because it was like I was already pretty comfortable so I didn't have yeah. to recharge all the time it was easy to put myself in more situations and be a bigger personality but I think in college that would have been very difficult because I don't think I could have expended all that energy all the time to do what it took so I respect all the people that get those awards and stuff and like you said I just don't feel the need to work myself to the bone or do things I don't want to do to get like an award you know and I, know. I think in and high school I might have been duped for that things but yeah. we didn't so yeah. <laughs> I just feel like if I own. was the high school me might have been duped into feeling like I should work for something like that where now I'm like no if I'm not interested in it let I don't need to worry about it that's exactly me Allison and Preston always reminds me like Lauren why do you care about this and I'm always like I don't know like that's that's a great point I don't know why I care about this it's like I feel like I should care but I realize I don't have to which is maybe that's personal growth maybe I definitely relate to what you're saying about being like a big fish in a small pond because like every there were only like 10 or 15 people in my grade who wanted to be involved like me so we were all just friends so we were yeah. all involved, but UT is just a completely different ball game. College, well, <laughs> college, I, and that's the last thing that I thought about. That was a big, what I thought I would have in college versus what ended up happening was my friendships. Now I didn't know what to expect coming oh, yeah. from such a small community, but I think I was afraid I wouldn't make friends, and then I wanted to have this big group of friends. But the reality is, I don't have a big group of like. 10 15 people but what I do have is really great sincere friendships with clusters clusters of of people and we're not necessarily all related in this big group but I have great connections just in small clusters like you said it's not I don't have like this group of 15 girls that we're going to go on a spring break trip and like I don't know take graduation pictures together and all that kind of stuff it was it's like I had couples of people that I could spend three days with in a living room watching movies and talking about life and I could jump from like I have like you for example Lauren and I ended up being neighbors this year in our residence hall and Lauren's other roommates Kelsey and Skylar became like good friends of mine and I could go and just hang out with you guys forever and then I would go to work and then it's like I had a couple close friends at work that I could spend all that time with and then some of my other friends so it's just I was grateful to realize it doesn't have to look the way that I thought it was to have good connections with people I see exactly what you're saying because every year it never failed around like March the spring break pictures would just start rolling (laughs) in of like six or seven girls on the beach all like tanned and toned like in their bathing suits just having a blast and I was like wow, I do not have that many girlfriends that could all go on a vacation together and remain sane at the end of it. (laughs) And I think sometimes I would like trick myself into thinking that was what I wanted, but it totally was not. And I ended up having like such good clusters of friends. I think that's a great way to describe what kind of friendships we have. Thank you. You picked the word cluster for me. I think that sounds really good. Kind of like Well, I'm only thinking about it or. because we were talking in our like <laughs> communications meeting about what we need to do to describe a cluster of COVID-19 cases. So like that word is on the brain. COVID's finding its way everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Well, outside of changing our school expectations, Lauren and I discovered along the way that we had at least one big personal expectation that we needed to change for ourselves over the course of the last couple of years. Uh, I Ours are both kind of related, but I told Lauren, I think the biggest 
thing that changed for me during my four years of college was my personal expectation of perfection. So you know how people try and look up job interview questions and it says tell us the three worst things about yourself or you know three negative traits of yourself and people are like say you're a perfectionist well I have thought about that a lot recently and instead of using that as like this false positive I've kind of realized that it is actually a very big like bad thing for me because I just have put all this pressure on myself for years to I have to look like this or think like this or perform this well or it's like this ingrained thing into my brain of if I don't live up to this perfection expectation I have in my head that I'm not doing enough or I'm not good enough or I'm not a good enough friend I'm not a good enough worker I'm not a good enough daughter and so I really realized that my freshman year I think a lot of things kind of added into me realizing I had these really stupid expectations on myself and during Like, right before spring break my freshman year, I literally had a panic attack for the first time ever. And I honestly didn't realize what it was until, like, this year that that's what was happening. But it was, like, all these different things just hit me from all these different directions. And I was miserable because I realized that I was upset that my body didn't look the way that I thought it should. Or, you know, all these other people that I went to high school with looked like they were having a great time at college. And I wasn't having the perfect college experience at the time. I grew to love Tennessee, but it took probably like two and a half years for me to really really love it yeah um and then just as far as I didn't know what I wanted to do for a career and I didn't feel like I had this giant group of friends and I was in a sorority for a while and I really didn't like it and so I felt like I wasn't living this picture perfect college experience and then I realized that's the stupidest thing that I could ever do to myself because for me I believe in a God that makes all of us perfect imperfect in our own way and so it's like we don't have to live up to this expectation of perfectionism and so I have really had to work to change that in myself so I've gotten better about I don't necessarily get so mad at myself if I make a mistake or if I say the wrong thing or I hurt somebody's feelings because I realize I can't I literally cannot people please everyone and be perfect all the time and so it's kind of hard for me to think of exact examples right now but I wanted to bring that up because I think over the course of our season and over the course of the show I'm definitely gonna try to be honest about the times where I have had to like debunk that myth in my head that I'm not enough because I'm not perfect so uh, that's that's definitely been my biggest thing and I still f- struggle with it all the time I mean literally Lauren and I are working on a podcast right now and I have tried to get her to push back our launch date because I am so scared that the editing's not going to be good enough or I talk too much or I I don't know I have these ideas in my head of what I should be like as a podcaster and Lauren had to sit with me right before this and be like Allison you are good at this you are going to edit it great it's going to be fine quit doing that to yourself and so I appreciate that Lauren I just wanted you to know that yeah that like goes right into my life change like personal experience expectation change in college because in high school I would have in like in my first interviews for internships like those early ones I'm 95% sure I'm gonna actually bump it up to 99% sure (laughs) that I answered that I was a perfectionist as like the worst quality about myself but over the past few years I have just realized with certain clarity that I am not a perfectionist and I would rather fly by the seat of my pants wing something make it good enough to where I still have my sanity but I'm proud of the finished product to live my life like that is the way that I live my life almost always I cannot even think of an example of the last time I was a perfectionist about something so (laughs) I'm 
just I think that's a really good way that we're starting the podcast together because you are such a perfectionist and I'm not a perfectionist at all so I feel like we really really balance each other out because you make me actually take the time to make something good and then I make you take the time to like relax down yeah (laughs) yeah and then I also love what you said a couple minutes ago about being like you worried about not being picture perfect because I think we need to give ourselves like a little bit of grace because we are in like the few like the first handful of college classes that are literally consumed by social media like social media defines so much of our college experience if you think about it and that like has just recently been the case. I know I can't even imagine graduating even 10 years ago because I'm trying to think Instagram didn't become big until I want to say like Like 2012 14 yeah something like that I remember I had an account in the eighth grade so that would have been it at least existed in 2012 but it wasn't what it is now at all it was very at least until 2015 I got 11 likes on a picture of a sunrise and I thought that I was Instagram famous so oh, yeah. it's definitely like I've changed. looked back at some of my things in high school and I had like two likes on a photo and now if I get 20 likes on something and it's been like three hours I'm like oh my gosh this picture is awful well Lauren and I have been kind of discussing that recently because Lauren you've had an Instagram for your blog since high school right like since you're yes I started it in high school yeah so I started an Instagram for my blog on October 1st like I remember what I was doing and I made it really just so that I could connect with people on there because I have it on Facebook to share with older relatives or like family friends that really like to read my things because I do really well with the 60 and up demographic but I (laughs) (laughs) I love how you just said that Allison well I am I'm such a I'm such a I am a 60 year old on the inside so that's why I say that but I was trying to put stuff on Instagram so that I could share it with my college friends too and over the last month I've been trying to make myself be a hip cool not influencer but influencer adjacent Instagrammer so that I can see how people connect and do things on there and I've told Lauren this a couple days ago I did it for about a month and then I just had even a mental like why are you doing this you're trying to be the perfect Instagram person and honestly I kind of like being Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec and living off the grid for like three months and then posting something that just seems natural to me so it's just I was trying to make myself be good at it when I didn't really want to so it's even breaking the perfection from things like that about I don't have to be perfect at everything that I do it just has to try my best because nobody's you can't go to the Olympics before you even run the 100 meters. You know, you got to you gotta practice. I don't know if that's an event at the Olympics, but I'm just saying, like, I can't be Michael oh Phelps. I just got to jump in the pool, you know? <laughs> that is so true, Allison. That's such a good analogy. I'm going to use that from now on. <laughs> I just need to jump in the pool. You don't have to be Michael Phelps. You just have to jump Do in like the pool. Do like a little pencil jump like Preston does. <laughs> <laughs> is that really how he jumps in the pool? He does a pencil jump into the pool every single time, and it's hilarious. I need to get it on video. He's so tall. I've tried before, and when I get it on video, he doesn't do it the way that he does. Like, so I need to get him like off guard when he doesn't know I'm videoing. How tall is he? He is like six four, maybe six three. I feel like that would only take him like half a second to touch the bottom of the pool because he's so tall. Like, if he does a pencil jump in, his feet are just gonna be at the bottom. I know, but like speaking of the pool, one thing that I just thought of is my work from home life 
changed mm. my personality a little bit, I feel like. What and it's weird what? to think about it's weird to think about this like life altering personality change to happen in just the past like five months. But honestly, I used to think that I would literally like shrivel up if I didn't have like a social routine embedded in my work because for me if I don't really love my job but I love the people and the team that I'm doing it with then I'm happy like I would rather pick a job with a better team but I don't necessarily love the work than a job that I love the work but I cannot stand the people that I work with if that makes sense so I thought I would not love working from home it has been the best thing for me ever I'm literally thriving I don't know if that says something about my level of, like, social, like, love of socializing, but maybe it's where I'm a newlywed. I have no idea, but that's literally, I did not expect to, like, work from home, and I really do. Well, I think that that's a good transition into kind of our last big topic of expectations, but our expectations for big life events. So, Lauren has recently undergone a very, very big life event. So would you like to tell people about the biggest change in your life recently, Lauren? Uh, yeah, it is weird. So would you say recently? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, guess. it's still recent. I mean, Six you guys, months. oh my Seven gosh, months. that was, that Seven was almost months eight ago. months ago, almost eight. No, we're not towards the end of August yet. That's insane. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely seven. We're well over seven months. So. I feel like it's been like two or three. We're closer to a, our year anniversary now than we are to like when we got married. Dang. So yeah, it is recent, but I've already found myself saying like when we first got married, blah, blah, blah. And my mom will be like, you literally just got married. And I'm like, yeah, okay. <laughs> but COVID has like mixed, messed up everyone's timing, like gauge of timing, I feel like. Okay, but yes, sorry, I got off topic a little bit. No, but that's fine. I... Honestly, so I'm going to talk about my expectation for the wedding first because okay. I feel like wedding comes before marriage. But, okay, so, like, I am the kind of girl – I feel like there are two kind of girls. Maybe not. I hate to, like, put people in such big buckets, but I feel like there's either the girl who literally – dreams of her wedding from like the time that she knows what a wedding is and the first time that she watches Cinderella and then there's the girl who like never thinks about her wedding never dreams about planning anything concerning the wedding until they have like a fiance Allison's pointing at herself right now you guys can't see it but she is um yeah like I feel like there are just so many people who don't even think about their wedding until they're actually engaged that was not the case for me I always always thought about my wedding if I was watching a movie with a wedding I was always taking notes like thinking about if I was going to do something like that like thinking what I liked every time I went to a wedding I would kind of like catalog ideas even before I had a boyfriend wait and when you say catalog ideas like, I mean, I didn't physically write it okay. down. Okay, just checking. No, just no, checking. no, no. I did not physically write anything down. I mean, I did have a Pinterest board, but yeah, there was no notebook that was like, this is what my wedding is going to be like before I even had a boyfriend. But I guess I should also say I dated Preston for seven years. And that is an important six of those detail. Before we got, six of those before we got engaged. So literally for seven years, even though we were in high school for four of those, I had the person that I like knew I was going to marry. So it was easier for me to like plan a wedding. Yeah, that does make in sense. My head. And honestly, there's nothing wrong with I I'm pretty sure I had a Pinterest board in middle school. I just deleted it 
because I was like, Allison, this is a little ridiculous. <laughs> it's just because I liked watching Say Yes to the Dress, but I don't have one anymore. Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone likes watching Say Yes to the Dress, I feel like. So it's hard that not to. definitely doesn't put you in the bucket of like planning your wedding to the T. But I always dreamed and dreamed of my wedding as being like the thing that you see on Bride Wars, like the good part of the wedding, not like the bad part of the wedding in Bride Wars. It's a good movie. I love that movie. <laughs> Like, the wedding in Hitch, like, father of the bride. Like, I just always wanted my wedding to be like that. But in the back of my mind, I was always trying to keep my hopes low. I was always trying to be like, well, those weddings cost money. And, like, this can't happen for everybody. Like, who knows what our situation will be like then, blah, blah, blah. And I can, like, say now with seven months of, like, being able to reflect my wedding was like better than I ever expected it to be like I don't know if that's the case for everyone maybe it's just because like your wedding is just going to be the best day ever for you no matter what it's like but I seriously loved our wedding like nothing seriously went wrong um like everything that could have possibly made my wedding perfect happened that day and like things I didn't even know were going to happen surprises happened that were like perfect it was just seriously the best day it was also 75 degrees in december which i wanted it to be cold but then it worked out really good for pictures so no it was really nice i it was like just a couple days after christmas and honestly your reception was one of the prettiest receptions that i've ever been to it was very nice also a fun thing about lauren and preston was that they're they didn't do a traditional wedding cake They had wedding pie, which was very fun. It was fun, yeah. We're already looking forward to going back to the restaurant where we got our pie for our one-year anniversary, so. I was going to say, did you have, do you have, like, a frozen pie in the freezer, or are you just going to go and get one? No, we're just going to go and get one at Linton's. They also had a coffee bar, which our friend Katie and your friend Hannah and I, we really enjoyed the coffee bar, because I went there, I only went there twice. I had to work the next day, so I couldn't risk going to get coffee for a third time and then staying up all night because I had to be at work early the next day but it was a good time see I only got it once because I was so busy but (laughs) she also did this amazing choreographed dance with her dad and Lauren throughout the course of the semester like the semester before because she did get married in the middle of senior year so she got got married in December But Lauren and I would try to do something, like, once a week, just the two of us. And I remember two separate times she canceled because her dad or her parents were coming up to Knoxville to eat dinner with her. And that's not really that abnormal because my parents are close enough that they could come do that with me, too. But I remember it just got to this point where I was like, wow, her dad's coming up here a lot. That's kind of weird. And so I didn't really think about it. It was just kind of this passing thought. And then... After she was done dancing this dance at the wedding, she came up to me and her friend Skylar and uh, Katie and was like, Who I lived yeah, you with. Remember when I said that I had to cancel all those times to hang out with my dad? It's because we were going to dance lessons. Yeah, so. we literally went to 10 <laughs> dance lessons. My roommates didn't know. Allison didn't know. Preston didn't know. My brother didn't know. So, yeah, it just goes to show you what you can get away with with people who don't pay like microscopic <laughs> t- attention to your life. <laughs> So I will say I consider myself a very observant person, but I don't want to say I'm gullible. That's not what I mean. But if you tell me something, I'm not someone that usually has like ulterior motives or like some other intention behind what I say. So if you tell me something, I usually take it at face value. So I'm very easy to pull one over on like surprises 
for the most part if you just have a good enough reason as to or like fake excuse on top of it I'm not gonna know especially because you know that I would never like ditch you hanging out unless I had a really good reason like I'm not the type of person who's like I actually don't want to do this I'm gonna say I have like a stomach bug like I'm just I want to hang out all the time so I'm always gonna be like honest with you I feel like that helps that's good I definitely have copped out of things for headaches three days in a row and I don't know if people (laughs) But they were different people, so they would never know that it was three days in a row. But Oh my gosh, well, Allison, you just outed yourself. I know, I just outed myself. But usually I do, I don't do that anymore. It was in high school. I don't do that now. If I don't want to okay, do something, I'll sure. just say I don't really want to do it or I don't feel great or something. But usually it's just like a mental don't feel good. It's not like I'm sick. Uh, I know. I, everybody has those days. <laughs> everybody makes mistakes. You know, everybody knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, everybody, everybody gets, gets that way. way. <laughs> so for me I guess the biggest life event so far that is not what I thought it would be is probably my career path because coming into college I definitely 100% thought that I was going to be working at Disney World and I talked about this a little bit last time but I did the Disney college program for my spring semester junior year so like I had just gotten back this time last year and I absolutely loved it but I think I had a major happy accident in starting to work in live broadcasting that kind of made me change my career plans because I knew that I liked video production and I wanted to work in video some way or another and I was thinking maybe I could work in advertising or I could work in social media and do video content for them and that's definitely not something that I wouldn't be excited to do but when I got my job where I work now I kind of just applied on a whim very early in my sophomore year when they were looking for people to work in their live studio and I didn't realize that I just applied to work there because this place at Tennessee is kind of like I don't know if you want to work in TV like you you want to work here you know what it is you grew you probably were watching it before you even came to Tennessee and I somehow very thankfully got the job and it was in the live side of things it wasn't in the post-production setting up the light equipment shooting and then editing and turning things in it was in Literally, you get to a game five hours before a game starts. Yeah, like the game. I'm in a control room creating graphics. There's a monitor wall and we have people yelling back and forth and we're like cutting to commercial breaks and coming out of commercial breaks and live running a sports program on TV. And I got to where I actually really loved it and started to consider a career doing that because there are jobs where you can work with like an ESPN and you they'll send you to different schools throughout the week and you just travel a couple days a week and you run these shows Um, and I thought you know what that would actually be really fun to do for just a couple of years while I'm 20 and I don't have to be anywhere and I'm not settled down and it would be a lot of fun and so I was really considering towards the end of this year trying to go into that because right before everything kind of shut down like the week before the virus got really bad in the United States we had just done a softball game on TV with a crew that was from ESPN because ESPN actually, for those of you who haven't ever heard somebody talk about this side of things before, say there's a college soccer match or there's a football game or a basketball game, ESPN will send people from their like corporate office in Bristol, Connecticut, or if you're with the SEC network like we are, they'll send people from Charlotte, North Carolina, and they'll come and work in your control room with you. And I'd gotten to work with a a director who was really really nice and I was talking to him about kind of trying to pursue this career path and if he had advice for me and this was literally like 
March 10th. So this was seriously two or three days yeah. right before school had shut down. And he was like, yeah, that's awesome. You know, if you let me know when you're doing your next game, I'll watch it. I'll give you some critique and some feedback and I'll send it to you so that you can grow. And I was like over the moon. I was so excited. Because, I remember you, you know, talk, like telling me about that. Yeah. I was like, this is such a cool opportunity. Like if he sees that I'm serious and can give me some good feedback, this is a great thing because it'll help me grow my portfolio in the live side of things. And then there hasn't been a live college athletic event in five months. So that is very interesting because I don't have a career. I thought I would come out of college with a job. I thought that I would know exactly where I'd be. And I was even supposed to, and it was supposed to start June 1st, at least this postgraduate internship. And um, that's still kind of like a little rocky right now as well, just because the schedule around sports is so tentative. And that's definitely an odd thing, but it doesn't bother me as much as it used to, because I think that this is just a different I don't know I don't want to say different generation but I feel like college and what you're expected to do out of college is very different than what it used to be like I'm not in business so I'm not going to just plop right into any corporate office in the United States I'm in a very niche network and when that when that job field doesn't even have anything going on right now how am I supposed to get a job in it so that has been a very interesting shift uh, for sure but at least there are so many people in the same boat as me because it's not like it's just me. Totally. I mean, there's a national pandemic. So that makes me feel a little bit better. I know. I felt like – so I was working for Discovery, um, HGTV, from like January 17th or something. And it was supposed to be April 29th was supposed to be my last day. And then they um, – my boss like offered me a few days before – April 29th if I wanted to stay on until May 29th and I had no plans before that I was like not sure what I was going to do at all I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants like we've talked about and she asked me if I wanted to extend my internship and I was like yes of course so then like it gets closer and closer to May 29th and I'm like oh crap like that's literally what went through my head all day long I was like I have no job I am not sure what I'm going to do. Like, I don't think they're going to, um, like, extend me again because it's getting to the point where they're getting rid mm-hmm. of all their interns. They can't hire anyone on because they have a hiring freeze. I love the job. I love the team. And I just remember, like, crying to Preston. Like, I love this job. I want to do this so much. And he would just always try to remind me, like, Lauren, it's going to work out. Like, if you're not meant to be in this job, like, there's a reason that they are on a hiring freeze and can't hire you. Like, it's fine. And I was like, I know. And also, I was, like, prepared to get a job at a grocery store because, like, they're still hiring right yep. now. <laughs> and then, like, a few days before my internship was supposed to end, a boss from an old internship called me and was like, hey, we have this position for you. It's part-time, like no benefits. Um, We're going to pay you more than we did your last internship. And like, there's a potential for it to go full-time like later on. And I was like, oh my gosh, it literally worked out so perfectly. And like all of my fears were like, gone at that moment but I'm also like are they gonna hire me full-time like it's still just in this weird like in-between position because like I know things are tight everywhere so it's really hard but people are definitely going through it everyone is just so like in between and I just feel so bad like I know this one girl from my hometown her husband and her live in Columbia like not Columbia South Carolina like Columbia the country and they had a vacation plan for, like, they had a vacation plan to come see her family, which live in my hometown, in, like, March, 
like March 17th or something and she came anyways and he didn't come for some reason because I think his school was going to make him like quarantine or something when he got back so she just came she has not been able to go home she is still in my hometown and she has not seen her husband this entire time wow and so I'm like trying to remind myself that like we're in a good position like other people are having it way worse I know but we are still going through a major change so yeah and I think one thing for anyone who is a graduating senior whether or I mean graduating in anything whether it's high school middle school if you're just like us and just graduated college or like a master's program or a doctorate I I think that seems like that's even an expectations that that has changed because in March that seemed like the biggest deal and right now knowing that we're not going to have one it just doesn't bother me as much as it used to because to me that feels like there's it's, nothing we can do yeah, about it nothing really. can change but it also that's my biggest casualty from all of this and so I consider that a very good blessing in general because I mean both my parents still have jobs they're just having to work from home and like I have a house and we have food on the table so to me then it seemed like this awful terrible thing but now it's just like you know what we didn't end college the way that we thought but you know it is what it is we'll just move on to the next step <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm still really sad about it. And, like, anytime I see my, like, cap and gown Mm -hmm. or, like, a, um, like, stole that I was supposed to wear, like, if it gets kind of dropped in my closet where I have it hanging, I'm like, oh, that's so sad. Like, I had one that was at my mom's house, and then I brought it back, and it was laying on the counter. And Preston, like, was like, what's that? And I was like, that was what I was supposed to wear at graduation. Like, I get kind of sad about it just because... It is such a big accomplishment, Mm -hmm. and I know it's, like, not the worst thing to miss out on because I feel so much worse for people whose weddings got messed up Mm -hmm. and, like, funerals and that kind of stuff. But it is still really hard, and I also think about, like, people who went back to college, like, with kids and were expecting to be able to walk, and, like, I feel so bad for them. And, like, we had a lot of other events get canceled, like Aloha A and, like, Things that you and I have been talking about since, like, December. You were like, oh, can we sit together at this and we could do this before this? Will you go with me? Yes. (laughs) Like, we had talked about that for months. And I feel really bad for, like, people who graduated with their PhD. And, like, it just, it stinks all around. But everyone in this season of time has lost out on Something. something. It feels like there's not one person who has escaped this without missing a vacation they were supposed to go on a wedding that they were supposed to go or their own wedding, a graduation, funerals, like it's just all like everyone has been affected by this. And I think that makes it, it does make me sad, but I, it was worse in April because I remember the first time I came back to Knoxville, um, I was seeing a friend for her birthday and we just drove through campus and Tennessee is very notorious for planting tulips in the spring and then yes. everything just blooms and it gets very green and so we were driving through campus on a beautiful clear spring day and it, I would just I teared up because I was like I, there should be a baseball game on right now I should be like about to work yeah. on that like I should be able to walk around and go on my run before I go into work and it, that made me sad and so it's more of just you know that things are going to end but you didn't realize they were going to end so soon because I had this surreal moment when I was coming home and I was packing up my car and I just was watching people walk to class and cross the street. And I kind of knew inside that that was the last time I was going to be there as a student. Yeah. But it was just this like, oh, maybe not. I don't know. Remember when we thought 
we were gonna just have an extra long spring break and we'd be back in April and then now it's August so yeah I remember my teacher saying like I don't think I'm gonna see you guys until August and I remember some of us were like oh my gosh no and then some people were like yeah that sounds about right it was a def. We can talk about more about that. In our yeah, next we are episode, gonna. Though, Lauren and I are pretty college. excited because our next episode is going to talk a lot more about college. Because I mean, we just ended this giant four years of college experiences that we're looking forward to talking yeah. more about our change with that. But this is gonna wrap up our discussion on expectations so far for today. Uh, how did you expect that to go before we got started, Lauren? Well, I'm definitely really proud of us because we got really confused about if we were recording today or not. I, and so you don't have I to say we, we. It was I got confused no. about if we were recording today or not. I will be candid with the listeners that I woke up at 2.30 a.m. yesterday and could not go back to sleep. And so Lauren texted me about this at like 2 p.m. and my brain did not process it correctly. So it took five minutes before we yeah, started recording for me to be like, meeting. wait, what are we recording today? Yeah, I showed up to our virtual meeting with my microphone, like my headphones in and my notes. And then Allison was like, wait, are we recording? And I was like, uh, yeah, but (laughs) so I expected it to like us to not be that energized because we were kind of like last minute instead of like hopping up to recording. But I thought that went super good. So I'm super proud of us. Before we do officially close out this episode, you're still getting to know Lauren and I. It's very important for you to learn not only important stuff about us, like we just talked about, but some inconsequential stuff as well. So, Lauren, I did pick out one table topic question for us to discuss today. Are you ready? I didn't give her any advance yes. warning, so she's probably going to have to think about okay, this. Okay, I'm scared. No, don't be. I think this is a really good question. If you could go back okay. to any time in history, what time would it be and why? Go back? Mm-hmm. And would I be, like, the same person as myself, or would I be, like, a different person? Let's say it's modern-day Lauren, and you only get to go for, like, 24 hours. Oh, my gosh. Can you go first if you've had time to think about this? Yeah. Well, I have two. So, I have my nerdy historical answer and then my, like, other answer. So, my, my nerdy historical answer would be, I want to see revolutionary America. I love that period of history. I think it's very interesting especially the spies that George Washington used in the Revolutionary War. So I would like to go back to see the Battle of Yorktown, maybe, or I don't know, just some some period in the Revolutionary War. Oh, my gosh. That, I know that was a very weird answer. But my second one would be I would want to go to the opening of Disneyland in California in 1955. Oh, yeah. People dressed very differently then. It was a hot mess. It was a very bad opening, and people thought it was going to fail and go bankrupt, and then look at it now. So that would be very interesting. I think I would probably go back to, like, I'm going to say I would love to go back to, like, 1908 or something. Like, you know Samantha from American Girl? Yes. Was she? Was that her Okay, I would want to... Yeah, she's like a turn-of-the-century doll. I think I would love to go back to... I can't remember if hers was 1904 or 1908, but I would love to go back to right then because the Victorian era, I just love how they, like, dressed and, like, how cars were, like, revolutionary. And, yeah, I think I would probably go back then. And it's, like, not so far back in time that, like, things are still super gross Mm -hmm. and, like, people were as, like modern thinking so I think that would be a good time for me to go back it would be funny to point out a car like the Henry Ford 
model t car and be like yes you know 100 years from now those are going to drive themselves well exactly that is going to do it for lauren and i's discussion of expectations in our second episode of nice to have a friend thank you for listening to us for downloading our podcast we would love it if you would rate and review us on apple podcast even if you don't listen on apple you can pull up the app uh type in our name and you can give us a rating and hopefully a nice review that helps more people find us and would allow us to grow our community which lauren and i would greatly appreciate and if you haven't already go follow us on instagram at nice to have a friend pod you'll get a lot of inside updates about the podcast maybe some behind the scenes videos of allison doing awkward things when she's recording away from lauren or pictures that lauren's husband took of her while she is recording and you will also just get to answer some fun table topic conversations that we'll pull from our podcast as well so tune in to our next episode to listen to us discuss all things college in the changes that come with it we hope this podcast reminds you it's nice to have a friend bye everyone bye that felt like a zoom meeting when everyone's like bye Bye.